everyone, welcome to the 19th episode of In The Between. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And, and we'd like to wish you guys Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. <laughs> Happy 2020! Um, so, we're all back at work now and everyone was asking, you know, like, where did you go for your holidays? What did you do? How did you relax? And for me, I went to Japan this year with my family. So um, fun. Last year, you mean? Well, well last year, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, I think that would take some getting used to. I keep writing 2019 as well for dates. Um, so we went to two places in Japan, Hakone and Tokyo. And this episode is inspired by my time in Hakone. So I have uh, I went with my husband and two boys. Um, and we wanted to take advantage of, you know, the wintry weather to enjoy the hot spring and kind of enjoy that, like, hot... Um, warm sort of water in the cold weather. Um, and I, I must say it was a really revealing experience for me in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we went to this hotel where it was just all about the baths. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, and there are a lot of hotels like that in Japan, right? In yeah. fact, you, you were the one who recommended, you know, one a place them, for me. A ryokan. Yeah, yeah, and I have a friend um, who made a trip to Japan like apparently there's a lot of people who do like pilgrimages to Japan mm. to visit different um, onsen towns and yeah. like visit all the different types of yeah. hot springs because they have different specialties and that's right yeah and onsen always reminds me of the egg <laughs> so it's really yeah. bad so like when I'm in the onsen I'm thinking like oh I'm gonna become like this onsen egg yeah I literally yeah I feel <laughs> like that too um, yeah so anyway I went to this place where you know it was it just seemed like everything was really hygienic mm-hmm. and almost sterile um, as is everything in Japan I feel you know everything is very clean and in its place and you feel like whatever you're about to embark on is gonna be like a ritual you know that's like time honoured and traditional mm. and you're part of this like long I don't know you know part of this long heritage of like enjoying a particular thing that others have enjoyed for like centuries Millennia, or something. Yeah. yeah so the first time I went to the hot spring, so there's like a hot spring situation happening in your room, if you'd like, which is outdoors. Mm-hmm. And you have this like um, bathtub, I guess, or I don't know, wooden tub, not so much a bathtub, that you can dip in um, against, you know, the, the wintry weather. Or you can go to the communal baths. Mm-hmm. So um, they divide it into the male and female communal baths. And I went into... So, because I'm the only female in the family, right? So, I could enjoy it all by oh, myself. Yeah, but yeah yes, it was yeah. amazing. Yes. <laughs> and it was really nice to, like, not have the boys clinging on to me, like, for an hour. <laughs> and, I mean, I was so struck by the fact that, like, when I go in, I don't really know what to do. So, that was the first thing. So, you know, everyone else, you know, most of them were Japanese. So, everyone else was already like, yeah, you know, we go in. We put on our yukata, which is, I mean, what... A kimono, right? Um, and then we put it aside in one of the lockers and we take out the key and then we have to wash our body to cleanse it before we go into the bath. Yeah, it's the yeah. respectful thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> so there are all these steps you have to take. Um, so I was definitely observing what other people were doing, but it was kind of weird to observe them because, of course, everyone was naked. <laughs> so I felt quite voyeuristic, you know, because... <laughs> I wasn't really looking at them to look at them. I was looking at them to see, like, well, what am I supposed to do next? Yeah. Um, but in the midst of doing that, obviously, I was also kind of, like, looking at their bodies, um, which is something very instinctive that you do. And it was eye-opening because it's... Th- 
the people in the in the communal bath, I mean, they're of all ages. So you have, like, little kids to, like, really old women. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was amazing to see bodies of different shapes and sizes and types and also to see how um, the body ages. Mm. Because, I mean, it's really rare for you to be able to see, like... This sounds so weird to say out loud, but like to see a naked aging body. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But also it's so, um, like imagine growing up in the kind of culture where you are used to seeing the body Mm. as a body and not as like... Something shameful or to be concealed. or overtly sexualized or, you know, like with all the cultural baggage that comes with it. It's quite a positive way to... Yeah, exactly. So I thought like, wow, you know, I mean, if I didn't grow up this way, but, you know, there were kids there who seemed really kind of like comfortable (laughs) in that surrounding. And I I, I was envious of, you know, what they have with that, you know. So there was a mom with two young children. And the thing is, after you um, wash yourself, you can actually take a bath. As in not a bath, like dipping into the warm pool you can take a shower Mm -hmm. and the showers were really interesting to me okay so for us in Singapore I guess you know when you take a shower you take a shower you don't like sit down you don't look at yourself you just face a shower head and you kind of do what you need to do to get clean do you think yeah and also there was a government campaign that was trying to encourage people to to shower very quickly because oh yeah oh my goodness yes now that That sounds so funny. Um, But indeed, there was such a thing to save water, right? Like the save water campaign. So there are lots of campaigns in Singapore and that was definitely one of them. Yeah. And it's about how like, you know, you should try to bathe as quickly as possible. And sometimes if you want, you can have like a bucket. bucket. Yeah, (laughs) buckets of water with like a pail, in in a pail. And then you like use water from that to wash yourself so that you don't keep the shower running. So strange. Yeah, but the thing is with at this communal bar, so there was like a whole row of like cubicles but they weren't cubicles where you could lock the door or like where the um, dividers were really protruding so that you couldn't see the next person it was kind of like a very perfunctory kind of a divider and it was like a vanity table so literally there was a mirror in front of you you could sit on a stool and there was like a light overhead as (laughs) if it's a vanity area and then in front of you is like um, like three bottles you know like shampoo conditioner bath uh, bath gel so you could sit there with the shower head look at yourself under this like you know glowy dreamy light <laughs> and yeah you just wash you know and you get clean and then it's kind of like I didn't know whether to do it quickly or not because there were like a lot of people like in their individual cubicles and you kind of want to take your time to enjoy this ritual but at the same time it just felt really weird that you were bathing in front of everyone else mm. um but of course, no one else was looking at yeah, me. Yeah, they're so discreet yeah. and they're so used to doing this. They just kind of go into their own space, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I was probably the only creepy one just taking like surreptitious glances at everybody. <laughs> um, so after you do this, then you... Okay, I'm just sorry you can hear something in the background, but like we're in a room where like someone's pushing a trolley outside or something. <laughs> um, but so after I do that, then I can choose to dip in three pools. Um, or three onsen. So one is just like warm, clear water. One is called a silky bath and it's like milky. I don't know what's inside this milky thing. And then one is uh, you have to go out of the, the warm environment to the outdoors where there was like another um, mm. onsen. So obviously I tried all three. <laughs> 
And it was really yeah, he, he glowing. Nice. Oh, <laughs> thank you. But that was like quite a while ago. I guess the onsen's um, yeah, effects last for a long, long time. Um, and so it was really interesting to yeah, dip into all these pools. And I also noticed that all the women would do this weird thing. Or maybe not a weird thing, but like the thing to do was to have the oblong white towel kind of held in front of you. So it covered your breasts. And your vagina, you know? So it's like covering the three points. And then you just leave everything else exposed. But you cover those areas. And then you only lift up your towel when you are, like, in the pool. Mm. But some women just... So does Yeah, so does But some women just like, yeah, okay, I'm just here and I'm free. But you know what was the really nice thing was after all this, then I felt really zen mm. and really at one with myself. And yeah. also at one with the sisterhood, if, <laughs> if you will. And even though I didn't know these women, I just felt like we were in this communal experience of just like taking care of ourselves. And it was really nice, this idea, which is different from like a spa in like a Western setting, right? Where people take care of you. Yeah. Like you get groomed by someone else. You get dressed by someone else. You get massaged or washed or scrubbed by someone else. Mm. So I really like the fact that in the onsen situation you take care of yourself. I thought that was amazing. And after all of this, you can decide to shower again, although the idea, um, according to the instructions in one of the pamphlets in the hotel room, was you don't shower again so that you enjoy the you benefits, know, the of, benefits the of the, wa- the, yeah, the minerals water, and whatnot yeah. in the water. Um, but I thought it was too gross, so I showered <laughs> one more time. But actually, Singapore has one hot spring that they just reopened. Oh. And it, but it's not like a public bath. It's just a hot spring. There. Okay. Yeah, apparently the water's full of minerals. And oh, good, good for you. Okay, maybe I will go look into that. And you know, after you do all this, and like, I mean, after I shower again, then I get to go to this like air-conditioned area, <laughs> again with cubicles, where there's like a Dyson hair dryer. So oh. very like advanced. Yeah. And then there's like, you know, the, the cotton, um, cotton buds and mm-hmm. like tissue paper. And then you can just like, continue grooming yourself <laughs> and after this you put on your yukata and then you like wear the um, I don't know the the ta- slippers that they give you that's made of like the same material as the tatami mat and then you just like pad your way along the soft <laughs> corridors against soft music back into your hotel room and you just feel really like relaxed wow yeah okay yeah, so feel so relaxed yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the weirdest thing is after you do this, then everyone in the hotel is wearing the same kind of yukata print. And then you all go to a dinner buffet. Yeah. And you see each other again. Yeah, and you see everyone again. But now everyone is in a yukata. But the thing is, you've seen them naked just before the dinner. And then now you're wearing all the same thing that's issued by the hotel. And everyone is just like willingly donning this like, I don't know, standard issue hotel yukata. It was... To me, quite mind-blowing from the perspective of just, like, looking at it from the ideas of uniform and, you know, being undressed or being dressed. Yeah. And about, like, yeah, yeah conceptions a, of the body. It's a different... It's quite an unusual social situation. Yeah. And it's like everyone is willingly doing this, you know? Yeah. It's not imposed in any way. Like, you signed up for this and not even signed up for it you actually paid good money <laughs> to have this experience you know and everything is just about being communal and it's like at the very basic level like you clean yourself and you feed yourself mm. you know and you clean yourself everyone is naked when you feed yourself everyone is wearing the same thing yeah 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at really, but there's something there about it that, you know, I, I really enjoy, but in like a, huh, this is a very strange situation I'm in kind of way. Hmm. Mm. The Japanese are not the only ones who have, I mean, if, yeah, if we look at the idea of bathing, it's mm. this idea of undressing, but at the same time, we know that the body is never undressed, right? It's always mm. dressed culturally or um, through certain dress can mean any modifications, temporary or permanent. So even putting clay or putting mm. um, cosmetics or putting certain scents or oils on the skin would have considered dress. And actually the, the Egyptians were also very well known for their baths. Mm-hmm. And they would, um, they would, they they consider washing and putting on cosmetics as being a way to be closer to the gods. And even the dead were perfumed and painted in like a beautiful way to be sent off to their next life. So they, I mean, a lot of beauty companies you can see would also be inspired by the milk baths mm-hmm. that they would take or the clay and ash soaps that they would use. However. Bathing and public baths and all this kind of treatments have a very long history of like being intermingled with ideas of morality, privilege, um, and luxury. Because the only people who could afford to have the time or even the resources to have all these luxurious things would be the nobility. And so now so many more of us can have access to these things you know all of, any of, anyone can go up to Lush and buy a bath bomb and mm-hmm. or get like a beautiful argan oil mm-hmm. or um, luxurious soap that mm-hmm. we treat ourselves to and the beauty industry understands and knows this too yeah so it has become something that we all most of us can like mm. Um, participate in yeah but you know in Singapore I wouldn't think of bathing as a ritual I feel like I bathe to get clean I don't actually enjoy the process of bathing mm. is that too much to reveal I don't know <laughs> but like you know it wasn't yeah like I just felt really connected to myself with this onsen experience mm. that I hadn't had before because it's always like maybe the government got to me with a campaign and like now I'm just like let's shower quickly don't waste water <laughs> Um, yeah, but I always think like I love being in a state of cleanliness, but I don't really enjoy the process of like doing it. Yeah, but also yeah. like the in in India, Japan, and China, from mm-hmm. the idea of bathing was also not just physical, but like it was like a cleansing ritual, so mm-hmm. quite spiritual as well. Okay, so maybe you've been spiritually. Oh. <laughs> have I been baptized by onsen water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned that you've also been to a public bath in a, a Turkish bath. Yeah. So when I had a layover in Istanbul, I went to a Turkish bath, and the Turkish baths have been kind of mythologized, um, just like many things in the Orient and the Middle East. Like during, a lot of painters have like painted harems and Turkish baths. You know, so now it has become quite. A touristy thing to do but the the Turkish bath that I went to in Istanbul was really beautiful it was one of the oldest ones there and you enter um, this building through like a little side door and a wall and then they have made like this square space in the middle where people are just women are just drinking tea all wrapped up in their towels 
and then um, you go to the you walk up to the second floor and change into a bathrobe and then they kind of bring you down to the bathing area and like this lady will take your hand tell you her name and um, and then she will bring you to different parts of the of the the different parts of the bathing um, what do you call it locations area. okay mm-hmm. yeah so in in, the, in each area it's, it's like a different thing that they do and she they will it is so it's it's a very beautiful marble room with um stairs and then you just kind of sit on an area and then just she just like kind of scrubs you and then you are just sitting next to somebody else who's being scrubbed and it feels and you're naked as well yeah and you feel very like it's so luxurious right to yeah. just like be taken care of and like yeah. someone's just like doing the hard work of scrubbing you did and you soaping feel, you did you feel uncomfortable in your own skin though like literally uh, just the proximity of not so much mm-hmm. like I think they they have a way of like making you not feel uncomfortable like you know sometimes you go for a massage and the massage the masseuse next to to you is like talking to your masseuse and uh-huh, it's like uh-huh. really jarring yeah but these ones they are really yeah it's like this ritual and it's like it feels like they know what they're doing and they okay. it, nothing is uncomfortable about mm. it and everyone is just like they found a way to make such a weird situation interesting seem very natural yeah, yeah. okay because so, now I'm thinking back to my experience in onsen and thinking it's all in my head right I mean it's about kind of what I'm used to and because I at some at the beginning I really felt uncomfortable literally uncomfortable in my own skin you know and I felt like I had nowhere to hide oh you know, and I felt too exposed. Um, and even though I knew that nobody cared that I was naked, because you are supposed to be naked. In fact, it would be weird if you were dressed. But it just seemed like I was, I don't know, censoring myself or feeling like it was inappropriate. Mm. Um, and like you said, yeah, we're definitely dressed culturally. You know, even when we are undressed, right, we think about what is acceptable or not acceptable and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you also mentioned to me earlier about like um, Victorian times and how bathing was also something that was done as like a group activity. Yeah, so for, I mean, humans have always bathed, but in the <laughs> Middle Ages, yeah. there were quite a lot of plagues that went, that were happening in Europe and and people got really afraid of like, I guess a lot of communal activities like bathing. So... Because then you have you have like diseases they spreading. Believed, yeah, they like believed that, yeah. that mm-hmm. they didn't know much about like hygiene and things. So yeah. there's a really interesting book called uh, Clean: A History of um, Personal Hygiene and Purity by Virginia Smith, and she was talking about how um, only like Georgian and Victorian periods, like we only found out about the idea of germs in the late eighteen hundreds. And then finally, we understood that okay, to get rid of germs, you gotta wash. Mm. And so it's after the med- the medieval times, the Middle Ages. Then you had the Georgian, and the, much later you have now the understanding that people you need to bathe. Like <laughs> it's it's not mm-hmm. just that you smell bad, but it's bad for your health. So, um, then the the they revived all those Roman bathhouses and. There was like, a widespread interest in Turkish baths again. And of course, um, we know from fashion history that 
actually in Victorian times, um, a lot of mobility for women began in the seaside when they started going to bathe in the sea. Yeah. Um, however, it's it's very strange because they would they would still be fully dressed in mm. like layers of clothing. Right. Because they thought that they would. I mean, during the Victorian era, it was all about like obsessions about modesty and mm-hmm. what is good manners and what yeah. is right and wrong. So they will go in with all this clothing and they will actually put um, leads in their hems so that... They wouldn't float up. Yeah. Okay. And just... But then when you when they get out of the water, all the clothes clung to them. So it was just yeah as if they... They were yeah. naked. Yeah. So it really mm-hmm. is this uneasin- uneasiness with the natural body. Yeah. But I have been seeing a lot more interest in like bathing, bathing culture, and seeing it as like this idea of self care and and there's even a lot of different books now that are kind of really looking at different cultures, um, bathing rituals and like relaxation rituals mm-hmm. to kind of deal with this modern world. You know. Well, thank you very much for listening to this new episode for twenty twenty, <laughs> and we look forward to bringing you more content in the years to come. Thank you. Till the next time. Bye. Bye.